Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange to do and welcome into more important issues it is wednesday november 11th i want to start off this episode saying uh, happy veterans day thank you to all the veterans and all the active uh duty service members that that have served that have given um you know at least part of their lives serving their country we really do appreciate you all and on a lighter note i hope you sincerely i hope you got all the free meals or whatever free deals around town today so because you deserve it so you do deserve it bravery yeah we appreciate you all we really do um, shout out to my best friend Brody, who's currently serving. Um, Thank almost, you for your service. Well, he'll be a veteran soon, so uh, <laughs> we do appreciate you, um, you all, and especially all you Vol, Vol ones. Um, hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, hope your week has gotten better with the news that Tennessee will not lose on Saturday. <laughs> I don't think you can lose now. There's still time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess there is a still that little possibility that the Vols could still lose, but uh, I doubt it. That's the good news. Um, yeah, the you know it's. I think everyone needed needed this week off. I needed this week off. Um, every Friday, every Saturday, no matter what's going on, no matter who's coaching the team, it could be Mister All Caps himself. About I, I, Saturday, I've got a belief that the balls are going to win. So yeah, I'm gonna, glad I glad I don't have to reach that point this week. We're going to target ourselves into it for sure. Don't have to do that this week. We don't, don't ever have to get our hopes up. We don't have to. Our blood pressure won't get up. Our exactly. Um, and we won't be as negative on Sunday show. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But yeah, Sunday show will be fine. We'll be getting we'll be getting prepped for Auburn, a team, a very beatable team. So it'll feel fine. We'll feel fine. And Jeremy Pruitt, awesome. The Masters are this weekend. Um, the Vols won't lose. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's weird that the Masters is this late, but um, you got Maction tonight. It's a good week, guys. It's a good week to be a Vol um, because, like I said, there's so many things going our way right now. Hopefully, Mas- we won't be locked up in our house by this time this week again. Two weeks from today. Basketball season starts. Yeah. That's pretty Again, I know the I know what should happen, but I'm a Vol fan. And I'm not ready to get let down. But you do feel better about like you just wanted to get here so you can it, it can take a little bit of your mind off what's going on in the football program right now. I hope it can do that. I hope it doesn't just <laughs> swallow me up with like the football program did. Go um, me swallow. I do. <laughs> I do have much more faith in the basketball squad this year. Look, looks to be a really, really good year. Uh, do they open with VCU or with Charlotte? Charlotte? So VCU is a second game. Yep. So open with Charlotte in the Vol Classic. Um, then they'll play VCU on is that Friday night. Yep. Friday night. Uh, so that'll that'll be a fun weekend. A little Vol Classic weekend. We talked about that a couple weeks ago and, and what this team will open with. Uh, we do have a great episode for you guys. We are going to talk about the extra bye week Tennessee gets. As of right now, the uh, I guess the tentative date for the A&M game will be December 12th. That's uh, the week after Florida. That's the date as of now. 
but that could change, I guess, because you, you could potentially see uh, cancellations out till next week with all of the contact tracing going on in the SEC. There's a lot of games that have been called off. Uh, Auburn and uh, who were they playing? South Carolina? No, South Carolina playing Ole Miss. I'll have to go back and look. Um, but you've got so LSU Alabama, the CBS game of the week's been canceled. So this could potentially move back uh, Missouri and mm, Missouri and Georgia, Georgia and Auburn canceled. and Mississippi State. Yeah, they've already been canceled. So this could potentially could get pushed back. It's it's gonna be interesting to see where this SEC schedule will go after next week. Um, we'll we'll keep you guys up to date with that. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at more underscore issues or on Facebook at more important issues. We're going to talk about Jeremy Pruitt's future. It's been a, I mean, especially with a week with no real games to talk about with the Vols, it's going to be a lot of the talk around town. I think he'll be here. We'll talk about that. I think he'll be here next year. We, we've been talking else. about that for a while. Um, we've got some team news for you uh, from the football side of things. We've got basketballs. Like we said, they're back two weeks from a night, and they're ranked number 12 in the nation right now, preseason. A little low. A little low or a little high? <laughs> I want them to be higher, higher in the rankings. Yes, lower in lower numerical in number. numbers. Yeah, <laughs> numerically. Uh, then we've got a college football preview. All right. So last week we spent too many time. We're, listen, gambling's legal laws in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We got happy about it. I picked four locks for the week that you have to take. So I've got four locks for you. Okay. And that's it. and then you can tell me yes or no. Is Derrick Henry the six yards? Is that, is that no, 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 one? no. College football. Oh, college just football. college sorry, football. Sorry, yeah, sorry, just sorry. college football. Sorry. But if you haven't already, go go lock that in. You're right. That is a good bet. It's on a bet site that will um, we'll mention their name as soon as they decide to sponsor us. We'll get you guys some freebies maybe. Um, when they do, you can you can use that uh, towards that bet. But yeah, I mean go lock go go check out your uh, all the ones that are legal in the state of Tennessee. You'll find it. Yep. Uh, then NFL power rankings. Mine have been cool shake up. Monarchs monarch. Yeah, not I feel like the last three weeks anywhere close to what they should be. I think the first two probably stayed the same. Okay. But other than that, it was... Yeah, it got blown up. Yeah. Buff- or yeah, Buffalo was the one that was like, F you, dude. <laughs> yeah. We'll show you. Right. Yeah. Those are the ones. Um, and then we've got our questions. If you got questions, drop them in the chat. Drop them on Twitter. I'm pulling up YouTube right now. I've got YouTube up. Someone said, uh, good morning. Good morning. I guess it's morning to some people. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's morning to some people. Um, and then we need about two bye weeks. We do. I think we could use two bye, two bye weeks in a row, Volman, if that were the case. Um, I think if Auburn got canceled, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. I think Tennessee did not get to regroup like they thought they would after that bye week. Well, what's one more going to hurt? <laughs> right. Yeah, it can't hurt. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, I've got YouTube and Twitter pulled up. Landon's got Facebook up. So drop those in. If we don't get to them right away, we've got a special spot uh, in the show that we will Get to those questions. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. Don't worry about it. And uh, then we got our segments for the night. Also, tell us where you're listening from. Yeah, big geography guys. Big geography guys. Um, also, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs. Also, go check out Blue Water Climate Control for all of your HVAC needs. I'm ready. Let's do it. You ready? Let's do it. Balls by week. All right. First question. Help Helps or hurts you? Did you need to play this soon? To help you? I think it it should help you. It should, yeah. Can it hurt you having this week off? The way we're playing, no. It can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to uh, I gotta agree with you. I think the only way this could hurt you is if you try to treat it like another bye week. In terms of, I'm not saying it, I don't think 
people should be going home this weekend. I think you should be working. Oh, yeah. It should be, you know, you don't need to do something Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. But I'd run it as close to a normal week as you can. You know, do the Friday, maybe a lighter day, Thursday, lighter day, and then Saturday, full tilt. Take advantage of the extra days you get. Full pads every day. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think this team has got to take advantage of the extra week given to them in, in the middle of the season. Now you're going to have your older guys that we talked about like the week before Arkansas. You, you're going to want them to get healthy. Those guys obviously wouldn't go full tilt. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that are banged up. But your young guys, your guys that don't have a ton of experience, potentially a quarterback that may be getting his first start against uh, an SEC West team on the road, I I would be treating it as much like game week as humanly possible. Yeah, I, I think this this week is a week to, to fix everything in front of you. Maybe you thought you had it fixed against Arkansas, but you didn't. Um, and I feel like Auburn, yes, they should have lost to Arkansas, but they did beat Arkansas. Right. Um, and we lost pretty handily in the second half. So, yeah, Arkansas uh, didn't have a problem with Tennessee. They, it was SEC officials could have called that one poor, poorly, and uh, it wasn't going to lose it for them. Yep. And another week to to get aggressive. Pruitt talked about it in his press conference. He wanted to be aggressive. Hey, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. I need yep. to see it because against Arkansas, you weren't. No. You, you barely let your quarterback throw. And, and this is another week where, where like you said, you get some younger guys ready to to play a team like that. The good thing about Harrison Bailey, if you start him, he's not having to play. He's not have, his first start isn't against Texas A and M, who is the top defense in the SEC, and they're a top five team. Yeah, and they they're rolling on all accounts. They're rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they look really good. I had doubts. I thought their time would be up against South Carolina. I thought that seemed kind of like a potential trap game for him, but no. I mean, yeah, that I, was that was your trap game of the week. They what? I really thought I well, and I to be fair, I, I expected more out of Will Muschamp, and that's my mistake. Yeah, it wasn't all against A and M. I expected more out of Will Muschamp. You did that to yourself. And, yeah, that's my <laughs> fault. That's my fault. But yeah, this A and M team has definitely got some things rolling. It won't be a fun game uh, whenever you play them. Uh, it's it's you're delaying the probably inevitable. Uh, don't know how invincible they are, so I guess that gives you another couple weeks to prepare for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you won't be preparing for them the whole time, but. Your team getting better, I guess that helps. Maybe you solidify some because it's not just quarterback on this team. That's a big one, but it's not just quarterback. There's a lot no. of issues on this team right now. Offensively, though, is it anybody but quarterback? Maybe your OC. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, I think a lot of that is is quarterback, but I, I think the the thing with Tennessee is you weren't scoring points when JG was turning the football over, and you tried to take it out of his hands against Arkansas, and you weren't scoring points then. Right. So, you, you, if whoever you roll with against Auburn, they got to throw the football. Yeah, and Jerry Prudy mentioned it. Got to throw the ball downfield more. We got to be more aggressive. I think you said that. Take your shots. Kind of seems like the simple answer is just do it. Yeah. Like, what's holding you back? If, if being bad is holding you back, that's just not true. Jalen Hyatt can beat anybody downfield. Josh Palmer can beat anybody downfield. So, I, not a lot of teams have two deep threat guys like that, and you're you're blessed with two of them. Mm-hmm. Now one's a freshman, give me that, but he he's shown he can beat defenses, mm-hmm. really good defenses. And you got Vils Jones too, he, and you yeah he can run, yeah. It, so speed's not what's hurting you in terms of beating people deep. So what is it, Jeremy? Why are you not being aggressive? It's two things. It's it's it could be two. You could go two for two in this category. Your QB or your OC. And going going back to what I said Sunday. 
based on what Jeremy Pruitt says, when it's not working, the best thing to do is just end Get it now. Yeah. So figure it figure it out. I mean, because you can't say things like that in a press conference and then just not do them in games. That's what blows my mind because there's nothing holding you back as a coach from calling those plays. If they're unsuccessful, that's one we can talk about execution. We can talk about timing of it, but you're just not calling them. You're not taking shots. And that's, that's another thing. He'll say stuff in the press conference, but it doesn't translate to the game field. Like he's talking about, um, Malachi Wideman and, and Jimmy Holiday and um, Key Lawrence and Danico Slaughter. We haven't really seen them. No. So stop talking about them. I, I don't want to hear about them if you have no intentions of of playing them at all. I'd like to hear about them, but I'd also like you to play them more. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I I'm with you a little bit there, but I can't can't be fooling on that. I, I just think yeah, I think you got to use some of those guys, especially when and I've been harping on this for probably two weeks now when the older guys aren't getting it done. This isn't. This isn't peewee football where you're going, or high school football where you're going. Well, the guy, the guys behind them are little freshmen who can't play with the 17. No, these guys were you recruited them to the University of Tennessee to an SEC. You weren't handed them mm-hmm. by the middle school program, right? This isn't even a you know small Division three school where you're going. This guy just walked on and we welcomed him in because he got into school. No, you recruited him here for a reason. Play him. Yeah. And if he doesn't get it done, go to the next guy or go back to that guy. But give some other guys some chance because the way you're doing it right now just is not cutting it. And I know it's not a magic, you know, wand where you just twirl it and everything's all right. Make guys compete. Make guys earn it. I just feel like it's and, and it, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You hear, you know, you have that walk-ons exit interview, and you hear kind of what maybe he thinks some of the locker room issues are. Okay. And that kind of sucks with the COVID year, what he says. Mm-hmm. of the, You know, these, these guys are earning more practice traps and whatever, but the same guys are still playing. I understand. You know, he's talking about guys being out due to COVID. He's not talking guys missing practice or being injured. So that's tough as a coach to – I understand that. Like, I mean, the, if some guy's out for contact tracing because he was in the room with somebody for 15 minutes, that sucks. And, you're, and if he's the better – if you think he's the better guy, I understand why he's going to get more playing time. But – if it's a locker room issue too, you got to figure out a way to address it because every school is dealing with it. It's not just Tennessee. Now, part of the problem is Tennessee's losing. Yep. If Tennessee was winning and that stuff was going on, doesn't matter. Wouldn't hear a word about it from a single person on planet earth. Yep. Winning fixes all. So that, I mean, it's, it's tough when you're losing. You got to fix a lot of things that if you're winning, you probably wouldn't even have to worry about. Wouldn't even be on your radar. We do have a question. So Chris Mann says, what makes you think it'll be fixed this week? They have had plenty of chances to fix problems. You just you're just looking for an excuse for proof. I don't think it'll be fixed. I don't think I, we I, said I that. I don't think I. I don't think it'll be fixed. I, don't I think either. you have more. I gotta see it to believe it. You have more time. If that, I mean, obviously you now have more time to fix it, right? Because you don't have to prepare for a game this week. So I, I think you. That's why I think this bye week helps you more than hurts you. Mm-hmm. It gets you another. It gets you another week. When you're not having a game plan for a team, you can literally focus on freshmen and, and so- sophomores just kind of learning the offense. And you've got it. You got to find more some, reps, and you got to find some more depth too. Not just not. I'm not just talking about the guys that are starting. Yeah, I'm talking about you got to find some more depth too on just about every position. Yeah, I mean Pruitt talked about the receivers not being able to get open. Well, I mean there's there's some guys behind them that yeah can run, and that's just not. I mean early on, I could see that factor against Georgia. I could see that as a factor. 
against Arkansas, it wasn't a factor. It's being a trial. So yeah, you can't blame that. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying it. From what I've seen from Jeremy Pruitt and his staff this year, I don't think Tennessee will be much better for Auburn. Could they put together a game plan? Sure. They could put together a good game plan against Auburn. Do I believe that things are just going to be fixed? From No. But so you have more time. Do you think it's it's Harrison Bailey's week? You think he's he should be – this is your starter for Auburn? JG's day-to-day. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, yes. Yeah. So right now, Harrison Bailey should right. be your number one guy. Yeah. If JG's day-to-day. Now, assuming that JG's day-to-day this week – that means next week he'll probably be back 100%. More than likely. Now, concussions are different than most injuries where, you know, most injuries you have a pretty good timetable. Concussions, when you're day-to-day, you're legit day-to-day. Right. <laughs> so, right. that's hard to, you know, that's hard to tell. I just don't know why. Jay, how many ball games has JG legitimately won you? You maybe can go a handful. You know, out of, out of his career, starting. Maybe the Missouri game last year. So it's not like you're going, this guy's won us a lot of games. Now, you know, things are just getting fast for him or whatever. He can't run the off, you know, for whatever reason. So it's like, why not try to go to the next, especially the guy who's a freshman. The guy who probably has more or who has better intangibles. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're looking at how they were rated coming out of high school. I, I haven't seen him go one, you know, throw for throw or anything. Just what we're what we know from scouting. Why not try to go with him? I don't get how in the Kentucky game you didn't play Brian Maurer at yeah. all, and then you play him against Arkansas second, and the way he looked, I'm like, what did he do in a two weeks to make you think he was the next best guy? I think that. So you mentioned that. And I think for me, that's one of the most frustrating parts about this QB battle. Well, it's not a QB battle, I guess. This <laughs> QB position. Problem. Problem. <laughs> I gave him the benefit of the doubt, calling a battle. I remember last week, I'm out of the boat. I'm not giving any more benefits of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Um, is there's just, it doesn't seem like there's any method to the madness. You mentioned JT Shout comes in for one drive. They throw a 35-yard pass with him. Attempt a 35-yard pass with him. He comes out, don't see him the rest of the day, and you get JG the rest of the day like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, you, no, you saw you did see Harrison Bailey against Kentucky. Right. You got to try to piece together the last couple weeks. Then you get, you know, Alabama. You knew it was you you knew kind of what was going to happen there. JG plays until the game's out of hand. Mm-hmm. You put in Harrison Bailey for a drive? Played two drives against Alabama? Just a drive. Man, I don't even remember that. I think he just played a drive. I remember he played against Missouri. Did he play against Alabama? I thought I thought he got a drive in. Okay, maybe he did. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But it's just like there's no... Me- and then you put in... And then you come back to Arkansas. JG falls apart. Wheels come off. No. Well, you, literally wheels come off. Sorry. He was playing... Wasn't playing good. You're ready for a QB change. He gets injured. Yep. People didn't realize. I, I was still, sorry. I was going off how I felt in the game. No, Brian Maurer had that drop. That, that's what I was thinking of. Last drop in South Alabama. Mm. Brian Maurer had that run, one pass. Yeah. 
Um, then you put in, after the injury, you put in Brian Maurer, who looked zero, zero bit of ready. Oh, yeah, he looked terrible. He looked like he hadn't practiced all week. <laughs> Maybe all month. And I understand sometimes you just don't have games. I get that. And then you roll with Harrison Bailey, and you, you I just don't get it. And you run him, uh, you run him on a, I get putting Harrison Bailey in on that key drive and trying to be creative sucks. But you know what else sucks? Losing. Yeah. And you handed, literally handed Arkansas the loss on the second to last drive. Yeah, you did. So I get it. It sucks. You probably lose that battle anyways. He could throw an interception on you trying to get a first down like he did. But it's a hell of a lot better than running it to fourth down and then throwing a pass on fourth down. I think Pruitt mentioned in the press conference, and I will say this, I was the how he explained it in the press conference on Monday was ten thousand times better than how he explained it after the game. So I think in the press conference he, he says we had a we had a good play on fourth down, we want to score a touchdown. I can live with that. Yeah, it's probably not the right decision, but I can live with you just saying, Hey, we had a we had a good play. We wanted to do it. We wanted to score a touchdown. Dude, I'm never going to fault you for trying to score a touchdown. I don't disagree with that statement. But I do want to go back to he ran the ball three times in a row first. Exactly. That's what I want to get back to. Yes, he did. So I agree with the wanting to score. I like that. Yeah. At that point, you're like, I mean, at least you're trying to be aggressive. But the the we weren't close enough to kick it? No, 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 no. I cannot handle a stupid, lazy, weak excuse like that. And then the first... Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I just. We got a couple questions. So, he was, hold on, was he trying to say that they had a, they had a play they thought they could score on that fourth down play? No, I think they, he was trying to, I think, get, they had a good play to get a first down. Okay. okay. Not, not exactly say, trying to score, but they, he was trying to score on that drive is what he was saying. Okay. Which you should have been doing, but you should have been doing it three plays before that too. Exactly. So. Yeah, you look like you were trying to just get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Voldemort said, if Bailey starts all the remaining games and progresses, that's how you salvage a season. I I don't disagree. I mean, at least it, it you show some sort of life in the program if that happens. Yeah, I mean, I can't 100% say you, you beat, you know, or you, everyone's happy. But oh, yeah, I no. think everyone's at least content if you move on from JG, like you should. Right. I think everyone's at least content. So but got, like I said, though, there's a lot more to fix. The defensive side of the ball is atrocious right now. And that's supposed to be Jeremy Pruitt's strong point. So, it's more than quarterback. Quarterback's the big one. We said it, and that's why I hate going, put Harrison Bailey in, put Harrison Bailey in, put Harrison Bailey in. We'll say the cliche. The best quarter, the best player on the team is the second-string quarterback. Every team that's ever existed, the best quarterback is the second-string quarterback. Oh, 100%. Especially the freshman. Yeah. Backup quarterback. Um, so we do have a question. Uh, Tyrion Goodwin says, um, sorry if I got that name wrong. He says, why don't we play Holiday at quarterback? I mean, I, I think that would be a great package to include. I, I, th- I don't think he needs to be a full-time. I no. think he got plenty of talent there. But, yeah. But he moved from quarterback because he had a good opportunity to play right away. <laughs> and he's not been given that opportunity. So, Yeah, I mean – I think we all uh, saw that move happening sooner or later. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, 
And then um, Chris Myers says, where's the quarterback from Maryland? I think he's talking about Kasim Hill. He is no longer at Tennessee. Yeah, he transferred out before the fall camp started. Yeah. So he's been gone for a little while now. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been he's been gone. I don't think he really shined out, which he was only with the scout team last year. So And he had two ACL tears. Yeah, so it, it, it would have been tough for him. Would have been tough for him. Yeah, I you know, I, I don't – that's the thing that we talk, we talk about quarterback. But Harrison Bailey can come in and he could live up to the hype. But this team does not have what it takes to win right now. Um, I think they lack a little bit of leadership on the field, player leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think – and that, you know what? I could be entirely wrong about that. But you know what? The only thing I and all the fans and all the media have to go off of is your yeah. body language. And it tells me that there's not any player leadership right now. And I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to be wrong about that. Yeah. But that's what it looks like right now. So, I, I mean, mean – that. A play I always look back to is JG's second pick six, and no one tries to tackle the guy. Yeah, I mean that's everyone stopped running. I mean they didn't have a chance, but they stopped running. Or yeah, they did have a chance on the second one. The first one was the out route. Right. Yes, that was pitiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, I mean that, and um, I mean and that, then, that stuff just can't happen. No, and then I think there's a lot of defensive issues too for this this uh, team to get a better uh, pressure, getting pressure on the quarterback. I think it's a big one. You knew that was going to happen with Philip Franks this week and he just abused you yeah so did kind of whatever he wanted um let's talk about defensively we talked about quarterback you know i'm sure we'll talk about that more but let's go defensively i i think the number one thing this week is you try to find some consistency on that defensive line um in the fourth quarter you needed to get two stops Mm. and you got those stops because you got pressure on a quarterback who you really haven't got any pressure on all game long you get four sacks and two drives. I mean, like, wh- where was that the whole entire game? Right, and, and some of that probably had to do with Arkansas situation. They were able to kind of be a little bit more conservative. So I, I got to give a little bit of that to, you know, consider that. But the, the pre- like you said, pressure off the edge looked better. Um, it looked like guys were really just getting after it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where that where that's at. Um, you know, Kamon Bennett had a sack and a tackle for a loss, I think, in the last two drops. He had two sacks. He had two sacks in the last drop. He's got to be – we need him to be more effective. DeAndre Johnson, since getting ejected against Georgia, has not done much for Tennessee. Um, so – He still leads the SEC in sacks, though. Which is – what is he at now? Four, Four and a half. Okay. So, we're, Tennessee's going to need some more help. Which you, I mean, maybe you hoped after those first couple of games he, he would kind of, you know, keep, keep up the – progression but kind of looks like he's plateaued a little bit so you're gonna need some more help which you should even if he was the best you should need help um so you definitely need some more help off the edge and i don't know where you get that from right now you don't have much depth at inside linebacker that hurts you yep i mean again you can have the two best inside linebackers in the sec but if you don't have depth there at some point your defense comes your defense becomes incredibly weak i just don't know like I know Aaron Beasley's there. Jeremy Banks has been banged up. Where's, like, you had Bryson Eason. I guess he's an outside linebacker now. But you have Morvin Joseph who's practicing there. You have Martavius French that's practicing there. Do they get some reps? I mean, I, I just don't get, like, if you're struggling at a position, why are more guys not getting an opportunity? Right. I mean, I, I, when we talk about depth, why are more guys not getting I mean, I think playing some, uh, some guys there that may not be the best, but, you know, at least you get some fresh – legs in there every once in a while I think would be much more effective at least from what we're seeing right now we're getting beat on third downs we're not good on third down we yeah. put ourselves in really really good down 
good third down situations against Arkansas and got killed by yeah. a not so talented team outside of their quarterback. That that's the most frustrating part is like our offense isn't moving the football. Our defense can't really stop a whole lot or or at least get stops or get turnovers and stuff like that. And it's to teams that we have more talent than. Yeah, and that's not good. You have more talent than Arkansas. You have more talent than um, Kentucky. Yep. I mean, we you should beat those teams. And why our offense? Going back to offense, because I know that that's probably the most frustrating part with this team is just how bad our offense is. And we're paying Jim Chaney so much money. But like Ole yes. Miss is is like six hundred yards a game. Mississippi State's offense is looks better than ours. Even Missouri right now looks better than ours. And I'm not asking for an Ole Miss offense. I'm just asking for a little bit more creativity. Yeah. Just getting the ball in your playmaker's you hands. you got to score some points. Right. Yeah, there, there's no reason why those offenses look a lot better than ours. There's no reason in it. No. So, no. that I'll start this. I think Jim Chaney's not here next year. I'll be pretty – I'll be right at this point, unless something changes drastically, um, I'll be surprised. But I will say this. From the outside looking in – it looks like Jeremy Pruitt has a lot of control over what the offense does, and you're never going to get a good offensive coordinator here if you have that. That's true. Yeah. So, same thing with Bush Jones. He had control over everything that happened at Tennessee, and that's why they were terrible. That's why the you know the I mean it was incredibly evident when Bob Shoup showed up who had control of the defense. Oh yeah. So incredibly evident. Um, boy, Chad asked. Does an all-SEC all SEC schedule hurt teams like Tennessee to develop players or help? Um, you know, that's a good that's a good question. I think we talked about this a little bit before the season. I think we talked about how tough it would be to develop talent. But I think for a team like Tennessee, who just doesn't have a ton of depth. So when you look at some of these teams that have, you know, have have had more success in, you know, in recent history with recruiting, um, and with you know maintaining those guys, so look at the top teams right now. It's A and M, uh, Alabama, uh, Florida, Georgia, and then look at the next level of that: LSU, uh, Auburn. Probably forgetting some teams in that. Kentucky, maybe. Kentucky, I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, you know, they've got their inexperience are probably some older guys that have played in a couple games, sophomores. Maybe in some place, maybe in some areas, some juniors that haven't gotten to play a lot. That's going to be their their second string guys. So I think for Tennessee, it does hurt a little bit because you don't want to go to that true freshman. But at the same time, why not at this point? You don't want to put them in harm's way. You remember that? Why not? Yeah, I don't. And you know what? That first play, they'll probably be wide eyed and slow. But the ne- you know the next play and the next play and then the second week the third week that game starts to slow down a little bit for them. Yep. But you know what they're going to be wide out the first game you play them next year. Or the next year, whatever year you decide to play them, they're going to be wide out. I mean, so it, I, I just would really hate for this year to like, like this is a year you can develop those guys and they're still freshmen next year. Yeah, that too. So like it would be, it wouldn't be good if you went this whole year and didn't really give them an opportunity when you probably needed to, and the next year they're not developed, they're not ready to play again because right. you didn't do anything this year. Yeah, and then another thing to answer the question about does it hurt or help Tennessee? The place where it hurts Tennessee is Tennessee's not winning games big, and so they're not able to throw in these young guys um, in maybe not meaningful snaps, but at least game reps. So mm-hmm. that's hurting Tennessee. 
uh, whereas other teams have been able to throw in some some guys and some uh, game game reps. So that that definitely hurts Tennessee. Uh, uh, I would think an All SEC schedule in terms of development is going to hurt every team. So I wouldn't. I don't see why it would hurt Tennessee as much right. as any as any other team. <clears throat> I think Tennessee kind of struggled in the secondary last week. They were missing Alante Taylor. Schamberger, he hasn't been playing well. He didn't make the trip, and we don't really know why. Um, Pruitt didn't really go into that in his no. press conference. So Maybe you're able to get one of those back. I thought Theo Jackson played pretty good in the, in the star position. Yeah, he played He played really well. And he, again, he helped a lot in the run game. Made a lot of tackles. Now, a lot McCullough, of tackles, made a lot of scrimmage. Did you see his grade on PFF? Can't imagine it's good. It's like in the 30s. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shocked by that. Shout out to Pro Football Focus for coming through with those good grades. <laughs> what was JG on second and six this week though? Oh, <laughs> NFL level Marvel, talent. Marvelous. NFL level talent. Yeah, 100. percent God bless. Oh, uh, I yeah. I do mean, you, I, do you think Tennessee will start more of, I guess, a youth movement? Because like, look who spoke to the media on. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Jalen Hyatt, Tyler Barron. I mean, do you think – surely to God you don't put them in front of the media and not give them opportunities, right? You would think? You would think. I'm not betting on it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But and – I, And I don't think it's a youth movement where you're like, yeah, we're just playing the freshman because we're getting ready for next – I think like – he knows he has some talent in this class, so it's it's time to – if guys aren't getting done in front of him, hey, it's time to see what Yeah, I don't think it's about S- just playing him see, for next year. See what you got. I mean, Harrison Bailey, you start him against Auburn and you see what you have. If, if, if he's the true future of this program, see what you got. See what you have to work with for, for years to come. Yeah, I don't, I don't think youth for the sake of youth is a, is a great idea. Um, but like you said, the, the older guys aren't getting it done if – JG was a starter, and we were four and two. Tennessee was four and two right now. I would not be asking for Harrison Bailey to start against Auburn or A and M or Vanderbilt, whoever your next opponent would be. Right. I wouldn't be asking for that. the The fact is, it's not getting done, and you need to try. And it's not getting done. You know, you can't look at the whole offense and go, "Man, they're just not good enough." Like, you know, you throw anybody back there, they're going to get hurt. That's just not true. And it really does suck on offense that it's the most important position that that we've struggled with. And it's probably it's you're probably your only position outside of a couple of games at offensive line. The offense has played fine. Yeah, but with what they've been given in terms of the playbook. Right. Yeah, I just want to see some more creativity because you don't have like we never have a guy that's just wide open. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, I'll say this because this will lead into our next point about Jeremy Pruitt's future. I, you know, that's the thing. There's not a great answer to, to the problems that Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt and his staff are having. There's not a great answer. It's just not. Yeah. Um, a, lo- a lot of what anybody's going to say is, you know, well, you, that makes it difficult because of, you know, the experience <clears throat> JG has. You know, it makes it difficult playing younger guys who aren't as good, you know, at, at, as, a pa- as an edge rusher. Because he may just not, he may not have the strength, but it's like the guys in there aren't whatever. There's not a good answer, is my point. Yeah, but I, I think that I, goes I, with I promise, a lot of these problems. I promise, doing the same thing over and over isn't going to magically click one day. Right. This isn't game two or game three. This is game seven now. What you're not getting samples anymore. 
you see what's going to happen. Yep. You need to be playing. You need to be giving different guys different opportunities. And if you see not so good stuff from them, if it's if it's better, if they're not so good, is uh, worse than these guys. They're, these guys not so good. Play the other guys. And if they're not so good, is better than they're not. Play these guys. It's it's not. It's at that point, it's not rocket science. Right. It's not. But I and that's the frustrating thing is there's not a great answer. But I do know that you got to find something different right now. And I'm not saying to reinvent the wheel. Don't you don't have to rein, you don't have to you don't have to come in and redo everything you do in practice to try to get you know some different things working. You don't have to. You just have to be creative in how you do things. Give some young guys some chances, especially a week that you don't have to prepare for a game. You just you said they you did. Do, they did some have stuff. some young guys do a 40 play scrimmage. I think. But my question is, is, does it matter? Because you've done that. This is your third time now. Right. So yeah, does it matter? That's the thing. I don't know. I don't have a good answer, and I don't. I really don't think this staff has a great answer on, on what to. I, I feel like they know. It. They know what they're struggling with, but I don't think they have a great option on how to fix it. No, and I I get it. It's tough. It's difficult. They're probably throwing out ideas that they're going. Ah, uh, you know, that seems impossible. They're probably mm. throwing out those ideas, but. The fact is they just need to try something new in terms of uh, I think one of the big areas to fix things is personnel. There's some, you know, there's some other things that, you know, physicality, they could probably try some um, things to bring some personnel is something you can fix in a week. You can do something something different. Right. (laughs) You can do something different. Potentially fix, I (laughs) should say. You can do something different. I don't know if it'll be fixed then, but yeah, you can definitely, you know, you can get that immediate change right then, right then and there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I think it's, you know, you talk about this. I think if you talk to any college football coach, they would agree that the players should have an understanding that this is somewhat of a business. Like, you know, we're not making changes for the sake of making changes. We're doing it for business decision reasons. Yep. Like, if you're not getting it done on the field, we're playing the next guy. It's not personal. Don't hate you. Still love you, your family, your mom. But if you're not getting it done, we also have a job to do in terms of winning ball games. We got to win ball games, so I think every college coach should be able to understand that. So when I hear the, you know, I'm not, you know, well, we don't want to put him harm's way. Well, you know, he may not be ready yet, but the guy in front of him graded a thirty. <laughs> like play him, play him. He came here to play. Play yep. him. Yep. The other guy came here knowing that every single offseason you're recruiting twenty five dudes to try to beat him out. Play him. Yep. I don't get it. I won't. So, Jerry Pruitt's future. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't think he'll be fired at the end of this year. I think he could lose out, and I think he'll, he'll be here in 2021. Ooh, you think he loses out? I don't think he loses out. I think he could lose out and keep his job. See, I, I, I think if you aren't competitive in, in any of the three games that you won't be favored in, and you lose to Vanderbilt, you probably got a loss. You probably lost the locker room. I just, like... I know it's going to be difficult, but I mean, and that's that's why I'm on AD. Like, he's going to have a, a tough decision to make at the end of the season if that's the way that it ends. Because again, going back to Jeremy, Jeremy, if you have, if you're able to do it money wise, yeah, you got to do it. So that okay, so losing to Vanderbilt, yeah, okay, so losing out may potentially get the axe. Van, beating Vanderbilt, losing the other four game, three games, I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Um, but it, well, okay, so going back to personnel, what if he 
plays JG the remainder of the season, beats Vanderbilt but loses the other three, or he plays... I mean, I know where I stand at the end of the season then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, and I, I feel like that's that's a lot like... But I think Philip Fulmer's in a very different position for me, which he, pro- he, he 100% has a better opinion than me when it comes to... Because he sees... He knows so much more. Mm-hmm. Um... But I mean, he gave him an extension at the beginning of the year, so I I know what what Philip Former's I have a good idea of what Philip Former's uh, opinion of Jeremy Pruitt as a head coach is. So I think it would take a lot. Now you know that could have happened with the understanding of hey, you need to go in like we're giving you this to go in ball games. So maybe that you know that's a way to pull the plug. Be like we were we were in on you when you win. That's all. That's again, it's a business. We don't hate you or your family or your your dog, your mom anymore, you know. <laughs> but your dog, but we're we're here to win ball games. We pay to win ball games. So I mean, maybe that maybe it comes to that understanding. Chad asked again if we if we did not renew his contract, would the seat be hotter? I don't know. I think every I think there's going to be an understanding for the most part in the college football world of we don't know where our budgets are going to be at in 2021. Right, and, and so it's hard to adjust massive contracts with a lot of that. Like there's not going to be a ton of guys available. No, there's not. I mean, there, there's not, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year to, to see who will there be any hires in 2021. And I'm not just speaking about for Tennessee. I'm speaking about for teams like South Carolina, who are rumored to already be talking about must chance buyout um, teams like that. I mean, Auburn's week in and week out trying to figure out a way to get rid of Gus Malzahn or keep him one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Will there be anybody that now, and they may be able to poach him from other schools, but is there anybody that they could, it's going to be just a splash hire to go out and get, I mean, like pe- people want Hugh freeze, but Hugh freeze just got an extension today. And maybe that was on the, maybe that was good on Liberty to try to secure some more money for their future. Oh, for sure. Because maybe they think teams will do it. I mean, teams can't do physically cannot do it if they're paying Muschamp's twelve, fourteen million dollar buyout. They're paying Jeremy Pruitt's twelve million million dollar buyout. That's I don't see how that would be feasible for teams. Yeah, I mean it's you're you're already paying you're still paying Butch right now. You got to pay a whole staff's buyout. That includes Jimmy Brumball, right. And then you, you're gonna have, and then you want to try to get Hugh Freeze, who's, I mean, he's making like three million. I don't know what his buyout is. They, those contracts aren't public, so I don't know. Yeah, but, but he's making right around three million. They said a top, a top five, right? Non-power five, so that's right around three million. So he's almost making what Bruce <laughs> making. Yeah. Uh, again, I just don't. I mean, I guess there's always someone there in college football to pay. Um, so I guess that that makes it possible. But I mean, there's gonna it, the only SEC schools I could see making changes this offseason are are Tennessee and South Carolina. I don't see of another team making it. No. Um, and both of those teams, bought everything we know right now, don't look like they can afford it. Yeah. So. Yeah. If it was any other year, probably like it. It probably happened. If you lose to Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. definitely it happens. Oh, if it's any other year, I think he got fired last week. <laughs> oh. That would be your eighth game, probably. Probably would have been after homecoming. So okay. you would have had a hand, you know, you would have had three games left with so your ninth game. You've only won two games. Yeah, he's probably. Gone. You might have won four, so they might keep you around for a handful more. 
I don't know. I, I, I Again, this is such a weird year. I'm not willing to put them on the hot seat yet. I'm not willing to say that. But Philip Fulmer's not going to do it. I, I don't know who Philip Fulmer is as an AD, though. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And I think, like, especially in this year, I think you try to go coordinator first and see if that helps. But Jeremy Pruitt's running out of options at, at coordinator because he's that's two that he's struck out with. I think the big thing with the latest hire with Jim Chaney, I think that, that big thing was you – and it was kind of rumored this with some things that were said as, you know, Tyson Helton exited – that Jeremy Pruitt had his – he had a big say in how the offense ran. Yeah. And when Jeremy Pruitt came, you thought that meant – I thought that meant – that's what I say when us – we thought that meant everybody, not just me and Landon. This was an assumption from everybody that Jim Cheney would have full control over that offense. Mm-hmm. And that is clearly not – either that or he's just falling apart. Yeah. So – Yeah, because he looks ter- – like – if, it, if it's just him calling the plays, it looks terrible. Right. I mean, he's – I haven't been impressed at all with play calling. We're not scoring any points. I mean, that's – and he's had JG for – this is be his second year. Yeah. I And that's – I mean, that's – again, that's another reason it's time to move on from JG. His, his coordinators have been the same, and you've looked like you might have digressed. You, it's, you've had plenty of chances to start. And then my biggest one is you've got a guy with – that you recruited. When you recruit a five star, you recruit him to play, right? Yeah. Okay. That's all I need to know. All right. That's what I thought. But what you need to know. I don't know if if Cheney was all in on Harrison Bailey. Well, you shouldn't have been recruiting him then. Because I mean, you remember they were trying to get Haynes King too. Right. So, I don't know. I don't. I just. I, I don't understand bringing people here like that if there's no chance of them playing. And I don't mean. Well, there's a guy winning, you know, who's won four or five games in front of him. I don't understand why he's – no. I'm talking about a guy who can't win in front of him, and he's not yeah. even getting a chance. I mean, you've missed on two quarterbacks. You, you can't make Harrison Bailey be a third. Nope. Nope. Because Michael uh, Penix Jr. is going off at Indiana. Does he look great when he throws? No, it looks weird. Who cares? But he's winning football games. He's okay, got just win. He's the starting quarterback at Indiana. They're ranked number ten in the country right now. Yep. And we told we told him he was say about a football team in Indiana. He wasn't good <laughs> enough to be here, but JT Shroud was. I just. Oh man, I, I would. I, I want to say this about Hugh Freeze. I will be shocked if Phil Fulmer makes that call. I would be shocked. Even if they could figure out money wise, I would be shocked if he made that call. I'll be I'll be shocked if Jerry Bruce has gone after this year. So yeah, I'll be I shocked about it too. I agree. But if if he was fired, do you think that would be his first call, Hugh Freeze? I just think when you said no to Shiano, you can't go four years later and be like, oh, but we're okay. To with be Hugh fair, Freeze. but you know, it's two different things. I get it. No, 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 no. And Phil Fulmer didn't say no to Shiano. Right, but he should have. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that isn't Phil Fulmer's fight. Like he he doesn't have a dog in that Shiano, right? But it's going to be greater than that fight. Yeah, but people. Here's my thing. Here's my take. My thoughts on Shiano. My thoughts on um, Freeze aside. Tennessee fans, there's nothing in the world like if Tennessee fan, if you Freeze came knocking at the door and begging, he's like, "I'll pay three million dollars to be your football coach." 
Like, there's nothing Tennessee fans could do right that would make the media be like, oh, look at them. They made the right decision. They did the, they did the yeah. right thing. Like, if Tennessee won a national championship with Jeremy Pruitt, there's not a single media member. Dan Wolken wouldn't even be like, they were right. They made the right call. Oh, no. Not no. a single one. They no. could have won it with Chiano, and they would, there would still be Chris Fowler. Oh, they, they might be coming out of their trailers to party tonight. Like, some stupid comment like that. Like, so here's the thing. Whatever you think gives you the best chance to win, go do it. And let let the other stuff, hope it works out. But you That's know good. what? Urban Meyer could still coach at any school in the country he wants to. And we know the problems that come along with him. Hugh Freeze got hired at a damn Christian college after numbers of hookers were found on his cell phone. Or strippers, or whatever they were. I don't know. Exotic. Exotic. <laughs> it wasn't that. What was Escort. It? What was the Kansas one? Uh, dang it. I can't remember. But acrobatic dancers. Acrobatic dancers. Yes. But at that, I mean, just what I mean, I I'm just saying, Tennessee fans shouldn't be worried about the media. Phil Fulmer shouldn't be worried about the media. They're gonna keep saying the dumb shit they've been saying for That's true. decades. That's, that's a good point. So good point. just do it. About that. Just do about it. That. Yeah. I mean, if it works, I'm not saying just hire Hugh Freeze. I'm just saying whatever you want to do. Right. Don't go. I wonder what Dan Wolken's gonna tweet about me. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if if he comes in here and wins, no Tennessee fan is going to be mad about that. No. And I'm not comparing Hugh Freeze and Greg Schiano because I, I think Hugh Freeze is a way better coach than Greg Schiano. <laughs> right. But you, you do have that. You do have you, you definitely baggage. You definitely have that great clout. And it's an interesting divide in the fan base who some say they didn't want Schiano because he was not a good coach. And some will say we didn't want him because of the Penn State issues. It's funny. It's a funny divide. Yeah. I think I think it's, it's okay to not want him for both. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> both. <laughs> Call me crazy, but yeah, I, you know, whatever you're, don't be worried about what the media says about you. Just because they're not going to say a damn thing if you go win. That's true. They're not going to say a winning thing. trumps all. When if if Clemson and Dabo start losing, he will be berated in the media about how much he wins. Oh yeah. When you win, don't matter. Don't care. Does not matter. I also think with if you fire Jeremy Pruitt, I think coaching turnover is definitely a big part and and why our program is the way that it is. Yeah, I think you've got it. And I'm again, I'm not saying just ride out the crappy hire. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's crappy hire, cut it off. And like oh. Jeremy Pruitt said, if it's not working, better to end it now. That is my full fledged belief. If you if Phil Fulmer is sitting in his office right now because he may be sweating over this. If you at one point go, he may not be the guy, I think it's better. Or if you go, he's not the guy, just end it now. Because our program's at a way better spot than it was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And go find. And again, I texted you. I texted this to you the other day. You've got to hire an offensive guy to keep the offensive guys around. And you've got to keep Ansley. Because if you don't, the best defensive guys are going to. The ones that would make your team effective are follow and prove it. Or, or Ansley, wherever they end up. And if you don't hire an offensive guy... Or at least bring in a promise of this exciting offense. Those guys are gone in the one-time transfer window. Right. So, transfer portal. Sorry to bring in some EPL lingo for y'all, you I, guys. I mean, but if you bring in a, and gals. an offensive head coach, you could really just promote T. Martin and make him. Because if you already have a head coach that pretty much calls offense anyway. I think if you're going to bring in a guy, you got to. I think the I think the only thing I mean it depends with Fury, with Freeze I mean who who knows I I don't know I don't know I just know that they've got to you either got to make a 
it's got to be a big time hire. There, there's way too many offensive minds on that staff. You got Chip Long, you got T. Martin, Joe Osovet, and um, Jim Chaney for that offense. Look yeah. like that. No, I agree. There's a disconnect somewhere, and it looks like Jeremy Pruitt's micromanaging, which is not good. No. I, there's only a handful of coaches in the world who can micromanage, and uh, they win. And they, they win, <laughs> and they do it a lot, and they do it often. Right. And their names are Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. They have some of their guys, but, I mean, Nick Saban's just a factory. It don't matter who's in there. He's going to win football. That's, that's what I'm saying. He, there's a handful of guys that can do it. And, and that's another guy, if he ever did start losing – he won't. Um, the oh media would have a field day with some of the stuff he says. Oh yeah, hundred percent. A field day, just win. Nothing matters when you win. If, if if Tennessee had beaten Arkansas and Jerry Pruitt had gone, we weren't close enough for a field goal. No one give a shit. It's true. <laughs> if Butch Jones had won ball games, no one would care about his five star hearts. Because you know what, everyone would be like, look at that. That's a good coach. He teaches the players to win and to care about their character. Yep. But he lost, so he looks like a loser. <laughs> He was fair. I wasn't gonna say. I'll say it. I um, all right. Team news. Team news. So uh, Latrell Bumpus, is this the, not the most Tennessee thing ever? There was two things that happened Saturday that was the most Tennessee thing ever. Latrell Bumpus gets rolled up on in warmups, and is that's out your for the fault season. for calling for tackling drills at halftime? <laughs> no, this is I did. I, did, I won them at halftime because obviously we just can't take a break. <laughs> but yeah, he gets rolled up on out for the season, four to six weeks. So that means he's probably done. And then, oh, the other most Tennessee thing was we forced four fumbles and not and don't recover one of them. Yeah, I know that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, and then uh, he, he did mention JG's day to day. Mentioned Schamberger didn't make the trip. Also, uh. This is not really team, but recruiting. Caden Salter's not going anywhere. It's good to hear. Good, good yeah. for guys like that to just come out and say, "I'm still committed. I, I want my own legacy." Hey, <laughs> come get it, because not all there's not a lot of people out there that are going to remember some of uh, Tennessee. Unfortunately, we've had a lot of great players uh, in recent history, but that, like I said, that's recent history. It's getting to the point that it is no longer recent. Right. So people are going to start forgetting those names. Yep. So we're going to need some. Uh, some legacy guys here soon. And he's got Cedar Hill um, in the top 25 in max preps. Nice. Beat DeSoto last week. Had six touchdowns. Um, 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. Nice. So, I will say this. Running the read option with a quarterback who doesn't run is makes zero sense to me. Are you talking about Butch Jones again? That, and <laughs> I, I feel like we do it now. Like, like maybe it's an RPO, but it, it, yeah, like, you're reading – something and they're probably uh, rpos because right. he's not like you said he's not keeping it but if you're reading the end like you're gonna give it every time <laughs> and if we're not throwing it you're definitely gonna give it every time well i mean they which butch jones i'm not saying it's right which jones did this he said a lot of times they would hold it it wasn't a read option they're holding it longer to try to hold the end trying to keep the end from crashing that doesn't make any sense to me because then you're giving you the the guys in the interior time to get off. Well, no, 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 because you're not really holding. So the the quarterback's letting go, and he's just holding. Like, he's just following the running back for a split second. I'm oh. not saying it's right. I'm just saying sometimes it's not a read option. 
and it looks like a re-option. Right, and I'm sure there's a lot of that are just gives that right. look like that. But I feel like if if you're going to do that, you probably need a quarterback that's able to pull it every now and then. You also need, yeah, and you need to allow them to. Otherwise, it's pointless what you're doing with. Or allow them to throw. Like, we're not allowing our quarterbacks to throw. Just allow them to do anything other than hand the ball. Yep. Anything. Pick one. Pick one, anyone. All right. 2020 basketballs. Yeah. Starting two weeks. Number 12. Um, We also play. Didn't start this one in the top 10. Which is okay. Hey, don't pick us. There's another (laughs) graphic today. I'm not saying that. Of uh, freshmen, the top 15 freshmen that are going to make an impact, and Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer were not. Ooh. Because they coming back? We're not on that list. They coming back? No, like freshmen this year. Right. That that you, you said the they're the top draft picks. No, no. The top freshmen. Oh, just the top freshmen. That will make an impact for their okay. college team. Hmm. And they weren't hmm. on that. I don't know. I mean, maybe people don't expect him to start, but Keon, Keon Johnson will start, right? Right. Maybe not day one Charlotte. Hey, don't pick us. I'm not saying that. I'm Last somebody said that, we lost uh, two games later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out on that. Um, so we will play Kansas, who is number six, and Kentucky, obviously, is number 10. We will also, um, Gonzaga is number one. We will play them. Hadn't been officially announced yet, right? Right. But it's probably happening. Did that... Was that Notre Dame game? That was not in the original release, right? So we need to talk about that. Was that released today? I don't think it was released... I don't know if it was released today, but I don't think it was in the original schedule release. Okay, because that that was another game that they were supposed to get done. So that game is done now. Okay. Is it in the first It is. At Notre Dame on uh, December 4th. So, the night before Tennessee plays Florida. Florida. So, okay. get those uh, those plane tickets from that'd be, that'd be Indiana to Knoxville ready. You can go to the game on Friday. And go to a bar in Vegas and watch the game. I guess. Maybe a little, a little uh, sports book. There you go. Is it time for bed? I guess. I don't know what that 7.30 alarm's for. <laughs> on meds i don't know you probably need them after this season i definitely will I'll need that this high blood um, high blood pressure meds tennessee's four-star wing jemai mayshack um signed with the balls today the first day of early signing day i think kennedy chandler is supposed to maybe friday friday yeah i think that's right i think that's right that'll do man i'm excited for this basketball team but i'm like i said i'm nervous but I, the good thing i think that's going to make this season really fun is I think Tennessee, before we even watch them, I, I feel confident about this say, to say, I don't think a lot of teams are going to score a lot of points on Tennessee. No. So that, we're going to be good defensively. So that'll be fun to watch. And then if, you know, if uh, Viscovi, who says he's a better shooter now, if he's better than he was last year, that'll be exciting. Pond should be better. Get that little arm by going. Um, and then you add guys that are, you know, are a little bit more talented than Josiah Jordan James. And Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson on the on the outside. I think you should have a pretty good, a good, well-rounded team. Yeah, returning the defensive player of the year, and then a first team All SEC guy. Player of the SEC. You talking about SEC Player of the Year, John Fulgerson? Yeah, Get some respect on that name <laughs> before you say it. He, he hasn't earned it yet. I earned it for me in the heart, in my heart, in my heart of hearts. I know it to be. True. I will say this: 
If you would have told me that three years ago, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. And I would have said, look at him. He's a baby deer. One day he'll be a grown deer. <laughs> grown giraffe. Can't stop a giraffe in the paint. Kentucky can't. <laughs> nope. Nope. I love John Fulkerson. I love John Fulkerson's love for pals that brought the love. Like, I'm sure people in Knoxville love pals, but it has truly brought it out of people. Because I've always loved pals. I've been going to pals since I was a wee lad. Because my grandmother lives <laughs> in Morristown. And I always wanted to eat at the place with the massive hot dog on its building. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, that looked pretty cool from the road. So you love massive hot dogs? Big hot dog, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love massive hot dogs, massive Frenchie fries. You love smoky dogs, too. That's kind oh. of a massive hot dog, right? I'm glad. Okay, so I could have gone to the game this week. I had the opportunity to tickets were still a little ex- I, I just didn't want to spend that money glad i didn't I, mean, I guess i get my money back but glad i didn't <laughs> but i just really want a smoky dog so if someone would want to deliver me a smoky dog from the game that would be appreciated you think we would win <laughs> is that is that what dog? we need to do to win football games caleb get do you, you think they'll do, you think they'll bring me a smoky dog from the state like you think if i walk to the stadium i'm like hey the reason we're not winning is because i don't eat a smoky dog like i normally do so you won't have days. to i will do it for you Okay. Are you, do you have access to Neyland? Oh, I can get it. <laughs> I should get a smoky dog, guys, and all will be well. I haven't had one this year at all. Normally, I would have eaten by November 11th. I probably would have eaten 14. 72? Ah, not that many. <laughs> 14 probably by now, depending on the day. If it's a hot day, yeah. I mean, probably a couple. <laughs> So hotter, hotter days you eat more? Yeah, you don't want to take off the gloves and stuff to eat in the cold. But I feel like you get more hungry in the cold. No. I feel like I'm so hot, I don't want to move. That The heat does sometimes make it difficult to eat, but depending on how drunk you are, That's that true. also helps. It. That's true. So. It, it's a, it's a, you got to find the the right balance. To okay, we'll we'll try it. to get you a smoky dog. Yeah, somebody deliver me a smoky dog. I'll pay full price but I won't pay any more. Please pay no more. You got it. Um, <laughs> I, I was also thinking I would love some pals. Today when they released that picture of John Fulkerson and pals. <laughs> yeah, with pals. Uh, I, I don't know the next time I'll be in Morristown or Johnson City. So you make a trip this weekend? We don't have a game. so Sure. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's currently quarantined, so can't go see her. Oh, man. Yeah. Where does she know where? At her house. No, no, no. I know where she's quarantined. <laughs> her roommate. Oh, okay. So I'm staying the hell out of that house for yeah. the next while. I'm going COVID free in 2020. Just so. Zoom talks. I haven't had it yet. Gonna. I got a couple weeks to stay clear, and then I'm going to Vegas. That's probably where I'll get it. So. Oh well. What if that everything's kind of heating up now? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> you all wonder about this. I don't think we're going to Vegas. Hot take. I mean, he heating up. It's heating up in the SEC right now. <laughs> and then John Gruden in Vegas is wearing a freaking pair of panties on his face. Good for him, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is nuts. All right, where are we at now? NFL. Uh, NFL co- power rankings. College football. Oh, yeah, let's preview some college football. Good call, good call, good call. All right, this week is going to be, I 
think it's well, you know, Alabama LSU, which Alabama would have waxed them. Yeah, it's not even gonna be cool. There's, I should say this. There's gonna be some interesting games this week. Like, there's gonna be a few that I'm, I'm excited. Well, LSU and Alabama got postponed, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, well, that game got postponed, but who cares about that game, anyways? Um. Okay. All right. Let's start off. I'll give you my locks at the end. Okay. Okay. What you got? Some of these, some of these locks, I think you really need to go for. But all right, tonight you've got Eastern Michigan and Ball State. They've already kicked off. It's seven to seven right now. Um, if you did not bet for all the Michigan teams to win, come on, just have some fun in life. Not into it. Have some fun in life. All right. Also tonight, Toledo and Western Michigan play uh, in MAC Central Michigan and Northern Illinois. Also in the MAC. Tuesday night matching Ohio beat Akron 24 to 10 Kent State beat Bowling Green in a just absolute slugfest of the best defenses in the country 62 to 24 and Buffalo beat Miami 42 to 10 dude that game <laughs> you need <laughs> one touchdown you're inside the five how do you not score you look like Tennessee <laughs> and then you've got on Thursday night Colorado State and Boise State take Boise State Take them. Money line or cover? Cover. 14 Ooh. points. Take them. Is that is that a lock? I mean, I, that's a lock for the week. Okay. That's okay. a lock. I said I'd get to them at the end, but I think I'm just going to hit them as we go. Okay. Hit them as we go. All right. Then on uh, this is also on Friday. You got Florida Atlantic and Florida International, Iowa and Minnesota. Sorry. The other game is on Thursday. Boise State's on Thursday. Get that bet in before Thursday. Florida Atlantic and Florida International are on Friday. Iowa and Minnesota also on Friday. This is not a lock. Iowa favored. Did you like their offense last week? Do they win? What's the? They're favored by three and a half. I'm just saying, does Iowa win? I'm just curious. Like, what are your what's your take on Iowa? Iowa, Minnesota. Minnesota's. You know, they they've been trending in the right direction. But Iowa, we know their defense is going to be solid, and their offense looked really really good last week. I'm going to stay away from it. I don't. But you don't have a pick. You don't think Iowa's the real deal? I, I need Minnesota to see. Rose, I need to see another game. Minnesota rose the boat. Yeah, I need to see another game. <laughs> Eastern Carolina and Cincinnati. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, you get it. Cincinnati's Cincinnati college football playoff contender. Congratulations, Luke Fickle. Is that a is that a name? Is that a name Tennessee fans need to know? Not mention it. <laughs> Number nine, Miami, at Virginia Tech. Is that at Virginia Tech? That's at Virginia Tech. Lock of the week, Miami to cover. Oh yeah, 100%. plus two and a half. Hundred percent. I think it's plus one and a half on Fanduel. Yeah. Lock of the week. Wait, bet it in. Get it in now. I don't say the name. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Can you edit that out for me? Thank you. Well, good um, thing you're you're the shh, that, you're the, you tech, the tech guy. <laughs> uh, the then guy you have, in the chair. <laughs> then you have uh, number ten Indiana at Michigan State. Not a lock, but Indiana just seven point favorite over Michigan State. I think it could be more. They're good. Tom Allen. He he got a he got a cut <laughs> last week. Is that from a player's helmet? Yeah. He, jump, he jumped yeah. on a player. Yeah. All right, lock of the week. Number 15, Coastal Carolina over Troy. 11-point favorite. Coastal wins by more. Take them. Cover. Take them. The shots. Middle Tennessee at number 16, Marshall. Well, you got to say it, man. You Sorry. say it every week. The shots. <laughs> Western Carolina at number 22, Liberty. They don't even have a spread for this one. Who knows what Liberty's going to do to him? I think this is Western Carolina's first game. How nuts is that? There's not even a line for it? Nope. Army and Tulane play. What if this is the game that... They just lose. <laughs> uh, you got Penn State and Nebraska. I don't like that line, man. I don't. North Carolina and Wake Forest, also in the ACC. 
West Virginia and TCU in the Big 12. Kentucky mm-hmm. and Vanderbilt. One of the few SEC games going on this week. One of the few. Georgia State and App State. Georgia State, man. Can you believe? I'll never believe. I'll, I, yeah, don't make me talk about it. You were going to make me talk about it, weren't you? No. <laughs> Number two, Notre Dame goes to Boston College. I'm just interested to see if Boston College, did they just have the right formula against Clemson? Did it just work out that that was DJ him? Was it just we'll go late, lately. his first game? Like, What do you think? Can they replicate? I'm not saying beat Notre Dame. Can they keep it close to Notre Dame and replicate what they did with Clemson? I don't know. Notre Dame looked good. Notre Dame looked good, but we know Notre Dame is actually bad. Yeah, <laughs> That's the trick with Notre Dame. That's true. Never bet, never bet on Notre Dame. No. I don't, and you can't really bet against them either. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> All right. Louisville and Virginia. Where was my... I have, to go, I have to go to the notes here. Stanford and Colorado in the Pac-12. Which one's your Pac... What's your Pac-12 after dark? It's a 3.30 game. Baylor and Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Only one and a half point favorite. The over-under is at 57. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. Here's here's who I'm going this week. Here's my number four. Here's my... Did I do three? This is number three. You did the Shants. You did... This is number four. Boise okay. State. And I did Miami. Okay, yeah. This is my... And you all are going to like this one, especially coming off the Arkansas loss. But number six, Florida. Welcomes Arkansas. 17 and a half point favorite. Give it to Florida. Arkansas's terrible. They are bad. They're bad. Their defense is not going to stop Florida one possession. Yeah, you see what they did to Georgia last week. Put it on Florida. 17.5 point favorites. Put it on them. Like I'm thinking it. about going the over of 62. Because Florida could score 45 on them easy. Or 62. They scored 45 on Georgia, right? Or 62. <laughs> they might score 62 on them. Take it. Number 11, Oregon. At Washington State, number 19, SMU at Tulsa, Pitt at Georgia Tech, number 13, Wisconsin at Michigan. Who do you got in that one? Is Michigan bounce back? See, I, I think Wisconsin, the way they played that first game, now they have had a break. They've had two weeks off. So I'm, I would stay away from this game. Yep. But if if Wisconsin, they might be for real. <laughs> they might be. At four and a half is a small margin. Michigan looks Horrible. Michigan looks bad. That helps. Michigan looks bad. Number 23, Northwestern at Purdue. Temple at UCF. Florida State at NC State. NC State a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Are people just riding out that Miami, huh? I guess. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. South Carolina at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is an 11-point favorite. The over-under is now at 70. I got it at, like, I think I got it at 62. And I put it on 62. That is going to hit 62. No doubt in my mind. Pac-12 after dark. That's California at Arizona State. Nice of Arizona State. It's only uh, it's 9.30 their time, so that's nice. Or no, not 10, 10.30 Eastern. They're two hours behind now. Let's see, it changes. So it's 8.30 there. Gross. <laughs> it's dark. Sometimes they're two hours, sometimes they're three. I think now, because of the daylight savings, they're only two hours behind. Utah at UCLA, also packed. Dang, Pac-12 is after dark this week. Three. Oregon State at Washington. That's an 11 p.m. Eastern kickoff. We staying up and live betting that one? Nah. The answer is yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no. What was I live betting on? Oh, it was Friday night. What game ended late? Boise State and BYU. And he was like, why are you still up? 
No reason. <laughs> winning money over here. <laughs> Don't want to lose money. Trying to take us to the beach. No big deal. Ah, <sighs> it is. I mean. Mm. So your yeah. locks. I like your locks. Thanks. Someone doesn't like the Arkansas is terrible because they've covered. Yeah, but Auburn and Florida aren't the same team. True. Georgia, they played Georgia first week. Tennessee. Yeah, that the Florida Arkansas is the only one that I haven't like circled that I'm going to bet on. So yeah, no, I definitely understand why people want to stay away from it. Definitely understand that. Seventeen and a half is a lot of points. Seventeen and a half is a lot of points. I just don't see. And here's another thing: Florida's defense, while they didn't look great against Georgia, they came up at big times. Sure, that's what scares me about when Tennessee faces. They always them. do. You're right. That's what scares me about when Tennessee faces them, though. So, yeah. I'd... So are you hoping for uh, another? COVID. <laughs> I, I won't say yes. How, how do we not get the win, man? That's what I want to know. We don't postpone games. Let's yeah. get into bowl season. We want the wins. We we are a bowl We eligible. need the wins. That's nice. <laughs> we are bowl eligible. That's the good news. That is the good news. NFL power rankings? Let's do NFL power rankings. You want to start number one? I've still got Kansas City. Me too. Number two, who do you have? I got the Steelers. I've got them too. They're undefeated. They don't look great against the Cowboys. And Mason Rudolph may have to start. Yeah, they might lose that next week. But Right. Someone said, uh, going back to the Florida game, Philip Frank's revenge game. That popped in my head. But he's not going to be able to do it all himself. And they don't have a lot of talent. <laughs> no. Arkansas only lost to A&M, I think, by 11. But A&M's offense... I think they started clicking the week after. Yeah, bless up that we don't have to play them. We will have to play them. We don't have to play them yet. Yes. In this in the state that we're in. Hopefully there's time to get better. Right. Uh, no, they played them after the Florida win. I don't remember when. I guess A&M started clicking against Ms. Florida, I guess. But whatever. I still feel the way I do about this week, Florida game. The Philip Franks did pop into my game, into my head. Philip Frank's revenge game did pop into my head, but Arkansas led Georgia at the half. Again, different Georgia team. Yep. I, I mean, we said this about Arkansas last week going into the Tennessee game. The thing that Sam Pittman, the most impressive thing that Sam Pittman's done is keep games close. But I also think when they play Alabama, I think it'll be a very different ballgame. When they play Florida, I think it'll be a very different ballgame. Well, even when Tennessee but, played Georgia, I mean, we were beating them at the half, but it wasn't. No. Their defense was playing pretty dang good, and they played really good in the second half. But Florida just dominated their defense. And yeah. I thought that I I thought Georgia's defense was the best in the country, and they might be, but right. Florida's offense made them look like trash. No, I mean Florida's offense is ridiculous. I mean. Originally, at the beginning of the year, it was um, Kyle Trask might be the best quarterback in the SEC by default. Now it's just he might be the best quarterback in the SEC. I mean, him or Matt Jones. Yeah, and both of those guys are Heisman candidates. Right. Yeah, and then the, you know, uh, Arkansas is obviously an impressive team. I just don't – for what they are, they're an impressive team. Yeah. For what they are. When they play Florida, when they play Alabama at the end of the year, I just think it'll be a very, 
very different story. Yeah, the so. talent gap should show up in those games. Yeah, especially in the second half. I mean, look at Georgia. Georgia ended up winning, winning by 17. So, and it just goes and, – and Stetson Bidden didn't even start that game. They hadn't – they didn't have – they still don't know who the, their starting quarterback is. We don't either. <laughs> but they definitely didn't know week one. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it. The, Sam Pittman has Arkansas playing inspired football. Right. Yep. It's uh it's it's what it's what the remember the Titans movie is about. Hopefully when he was football. hugging all our players with all that COVID Good that he, God, uh, he rubbed some of it off on us. He he hugged Cade for too long for comfortability. He, he hugged <laughs> Trey and he hugged Pruitt. So yeah, maybe something rubbed up off on him. That'd be nice. I you know, I think that's what's gonna be crazy if Sam Pittman, Pittman ends up being which I think what he did really well, and we, we talked about this too, he, he went out and got Brawls and uh, Odom, two great coordinator hires. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it ends up working out, it's going to be a really, really good hire for Arkansas. And tough, the tough position about what Arkansas's in is that they're in the SEC West. True. And then it seems like the two, the two other worst schools in the SEC West, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Made pretty good hires to go along, so mm-hmm. that made makes it tough. Now, both of them still have a lot to play out. Obviously, Ole Miss's offense looks good, but at the end of the day, if your if your offense scores sixty points a game and still goes eight and five, you know, and it's job. probably a matter of time before the NCAA is knocking on the door. Right, <laughs> you only have a matter. Ah. So you got number three. Uh, number three. Sorry. I've got Baltimore. I, I got, got the Ravens too. Yeah. I thought they looked good against the Colts. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but hey, they got the job done. And the Colts were, no, they had a really easy schedule up until that point. But I think they thought Philip Rivers might be for real, but he wasn't in that game. Number four, who you got? Number four, I've got the Bills. The Bills, baby. I've got the Bills. I'm circling the wagons. I got the Saints. They dog stomp the Bucks. I, I I'm gonna I, I'm sitting a week out on the Saints. Okay, I'm sitting a week out on the Saints. That's kind of how I am with Buffalo. Okay, they're my number six. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the, I'm taking a week out on the Saints. I do have Seattle still at number five. Okay, I got the Packers at number five. Yeah. So, uh, Packers are one more team I want to see win a couple. 49ers was a good win, but. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said it himself. That 49ers team is not the same team at all that played in the Super Bowl. They were terrible. So, taking taking a little bit of break on them. Let's let's see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see for sure what what happens with the uh, and the Titans are another one of those teams that you Saints? just want to see another week. Tampa play Carolina this week, or is it the Saints? Tampa. It's like four and a half. Okay. Sit him. And McCaffrey's not playing. Oh, no, he's not. Nope. Oh, well. Like that game just got easier. Who's who the Saints play? 49ers. Yeah, they're so they're not. I mean, God, I'm picking them to cover. Right. What we'll see what they are. Probably not. Nine and a half. Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot of points in the NFL. It's a lot of points. Someone's gonna give me a hard time for picking four to cover. I I'm sorry, Dan Mullen. Guru. <laughs> oh God. Listen, he might not. He can he can coach an offense. Yeah, he, he can pump up the crowd after a brawl with the best of them. He's, I didn't say he wasn't an idiot. <laughs> I never said that. Some idiots know one thing really, really well, though. I'd like to point that out. They they also have a dang good quarterback that they hit on. 
Yeah, for sure. Must be nice. For sure. <sighs> we didn't really do a Jumbotron, so. No, I had one, but I'm not going to throw it at you because I don't even have three in my head. So okay. We'll save it for next week. Same Stupidity? Time. Stupidity. I do have one of those, at least one. Yeah, I have one as well. Uh, my other one, self burn here, is me picking A and M to get upset by South Carolina. Well, I didn't pick. I didn't pick him to upset. I said upset alert. I don't know if that's the same thing. I didn't put money on it. It's good. I also I did. Who was I talking to? I was like A and M could cover. <laughs> I think it was seventeen points, fourteen yeah, and points. They probably were. Uh, so I did, I wasn't full full fledged A and M. So my first one is Pro Football Focus. I mentioned them earlier in the show. So they fired off a tweet. Brashard Perryman scored a touchdown over J.C. Jackson. And the tweet is, not convinced J.C. Jackson will ever recover from this. Later in the game, he gets a pick. And that's how the Patriots win. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't tweet that in the same game. Right, no. Especially in like the first <laughs> half. Right. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So, my first one is the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, the Chinese basketball team. Okay. Jimmer Fredette scored... This is... Oh, this is two years ago. I was about to say, is Jimmer Fredette not... Okay. I'm out. <laughs> Why are we doing on this day in history? It's not like COVID is still happening, guys. God dang it. Gotcha. It got me. <laughs> you know what else got me? Because I'm scrolling through my screenshots. Freaking Texas has one game this year that they don't score at least uh, 40. Let's see, they scored 44 in that game, 43. The over-under was like 58. That was the only game they scored like scored under 58. It was against Baylor. And then their game 17-13 to 13 against West Virginia, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's worse than Big 12 football? Crappy Big 12 football. You know, it's betting on crappy Big Ten football, <laughs> Big Twelve football. I figured the over would hit. I figured they would score at least forty themselves. Texas <laughs> defensive what? battle, man. The dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. Anything can anything can happen. I guess. I mean, we have the worst Bachelorette of all time in twenty twenty. <laughs> Have you have you seen it? I I can proudly say I've never watched The Bachelorette. <laughs> You're missing out for one, and your girlfriend watches it. I don't know. She does. She can watch it. <laughs> she's probably she probably watched it last night. She's quarantined, so she's probably doing everything. She ain't quarantined till today, so. Oh okay. Yeah. So she might watch it. Tonight. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't think I have any more of, of my zero. Just me. Just me. Just you. I mean, I know my gambling history, so I'm not I'm not gonna tell you. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you guys um, to do it. You don't have to do it. Gamble responsibly. But just know my history isn't the greatest. Great. <laughs> I win. I win some. That's all that's important. You lose part. some. Just like life, baby. Yep. What if Tennessee wins out? <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Let's get out of here before you say anything else. Nonsense. I mean, you know... It's 2020. Anything can happen. Not that. That's way out far. That's way past 2020's realm of <laughs> I mean, crazy the, shit. The Big Ten doesn't, it, or the Big 12 doesn't even cover 30 points. Like, Yeah, that's apocalyptic. Yeah. For so, sure. anything can for happen. Sure. Well, 
I, I don't think I've, I mean, no. Or no, the most Tennessee, <laughs> they, we lose to Vander, will be Florida. There you go. That would be a Tennessee thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. On a, in, a, in the snow in Neyland. That'd be awesome. Did you used to change it all the time to snow in Neyland? Oh, yeah. In, on NCAA? It's like, I've never been to a snow game in Neyland. Like a couple flurries, but I've never seen the ground covered in snow. A hurricane. I've never been to it. <laughs> yeah, plenty of monsoons. I've been yeah. to several monsoons. Yeah, that sucks. I just hate when they make you walk up to the concourse. I'm like, is it really that much safer in the concourse than it is right here? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm well aware of the risk I'm taking in general. Let's be honest with ourselves. I love the people that are the last people to move. Like it's me. They don't. They make somebody actually come get you. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and then I make them explain it to me. And then they're like, it's just the rules. And I'm like, okay, I can take that. <laughs> That's but all you have to say, bud. Someone's going to have to say something to me. I respect the guy because I've been that guy that's like, hey, let's not do that. Why? I don't know. It's just the rules. You're I don't worse. ride them. I just enforce them, okay? You're the worst. You're like my dad. <laughs> my dad, like, any like at a fast food restaurant, when he goes through the drive-thru, he's the most impatient human being. So, at Chick-fil-A, um, he... Uh, He's going through the drive-thru, him and my and my cousin are in the car. They bring them their food, and they've got the little dividers, so you can't get past anybody else. Oh, yeah. So they give them their food. That's pretty and, dumb doing the drive-thru. Right. And he's stuck in line. So, of course, my dad, like, can't take that. So he pokes that and he's like, why are we doing this? Why am I still here? I have my food. <laughs> so apparently... <False> imprisonment. <laughs> My cousin went to school with the girl working the yeah, window. Yeah, of course, because, you know, they're like two minutes from your all's house and, and, she, and the school. And, and she texted um, one of Hunter's friends. It was just like, uh, Hunter's dad's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with the sentiment that Tracy's given. I don't think I could bring myself to I'm not confident enough to do that. Mm-hmm. They would. I would get the person. I would be fortunate enough to get the fast food worker that's had enough that you know you know the one that's always had enough it's the videos you see i would be lucky and get that person that's like you know what dude f you i'm gonna <laughs> now i'm gonna kill you i'm like so, okay cool so he talks to the manager and he was like i just want you to explain to me why do you think that's a good idea he's like if you can if you can tell me it's a good idea and you can explain it i'll be fine <laughs> but you can't he's like that. he's like that's just what we that's just our our policy he was like well, your pops is stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that is with me at Burger King when they're like, it's ten cents for an extra. Oh, See, extra sauce. Yeah, my my opinion of it is, you guys get to hear my rant on this. Just include the extra ten cents in the cost of my meal. Don't make me get out an effing dime <laughs> or a quarter or a dollar that then you have to give me change for to pay for sauce. Put the extra ten twenty cents in the cost of the meal and let's call it a day. That's my argument. My thing is, like, with fast food workers, dude, you don't get paid enough to argue with people about yeah, sauce. just give me the just, sauce and Yeah, go. just throw it in there. That's what I try, but they always want to argue with me. <laughs> Zaxby's is pretty bad at that. Oh, Zaxby's never. But they're probably like, you come here enough, you pay for your sauces. So. <laughs> Zaxby's the other day, I asked for one Zax sauce, they gave me two. Hey. And I was like, that don't go in the fridge for later. I went through Chick-fil-A, and, or my wife did. She came home, and there was no Chick-fil-A sauce in there. She asked for it, didn't put it in there. Didn't check. <laughs> Didn't put it in there. I'm like, dude, I got never, chicken nuggets. I've never not had sauce at Chick-fil-A. I can't remember a time that I've ever 
Oh. Not been given sauce. And then she went I to Texas Roadhouse last often. night and brought me back some chicken critters, I think is what they're called. And they did, she's like, I asked for honey mustard. I was like, did you check? She's like, no. <laughs> so there was no honey mustard. So I'd eat dry I love that you critters. went from blaming that on Texas Roadhouse to blaming that on your wife. I did, yeah. <laughs> I was very upset with, with both. Did you not have honey mustard at the house? Well, I expect, I expect it from Texas Roadhouse. I don't expect it from my wife. You got to keep extra... I do, I do, and I so I got the bottle, and of course there's not a lot in it, so I'm just banging it on the table. Yeah, no, you gotta keep to make a point. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Guys, we we'll appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we'll be back Sunday talking more tennis. I'm sure something stupid that we'll have to talk about with Tennessee football <laughs> happens. So just stay tuned. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't I love wait. It. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.